Welcome to LA Radio Sessions. I'm your host, Mike Stark. LA Radio Sessions, it's where we explore all areas of pop culture. It's our second visit with Christina and Rex, the big shots from Big Stir Records, and the founding members of the Armoires. And this time we're talking an elaborate scheme that ends with a brand new album from their band. Some great music this time on L.A. Radio Sessions. All right, we're with Christina and Rex of Big Stir Records and members of the Armoires. Last time we checked with them, which was kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, you guys were trying to figure out the road ahead. If I remember right, very and much. You had a pretty good plan. You were, since you are an online based operation with Big Stir, it seemed like it was going to move pretty smoothly. D- has it moved pretty smoothly through this pandemic? It's been very, very busy. Um, luckily we're so grateful that we have that to look forward to every day because otherwise we would be stir crazy and and I do recall that when we were talking to you before, we were sort of like, well, maybe this will work and maybe this won't. You guys signed a bunch of artists that I've never heard of. <laughs> and nobody ever heard of. That To your label during this thing. Tell us the story <laughs> of that. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, that's an interesting story. <laughs> During the pandemic, we um, recorded a bunch of singles for other people that have come to us. There was um, curry cuts. Um, yeah, we had commissions, I suppose, is what you'd want to call them, to for for the band. And mm-hmm. the band, uh, the armoires, our band, is usually a really hard-gigging band. You know, we sort right. of live and die as a live band. It's a, a um, you know, I think in our in our First three or four years, we did like over 150 gigs. So wow. like, like all of our recording, uh, all but only of our, like three or four covers in that whole time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, so we were we had uh, these folks that were like, well, we're doing a tribute to the year 1970. You know, song all songs from the night, from the year 1970. We had uh, we're doing uh, Curry Cuts, doing a tribute to Andy Gibb. We had. Uh, um, Future Man Records doing a tribute to, uh, 2020, the band 2020, not the year 2020. Right. Um, yeah, cause that does not deserve a tribute, but the band does. <laughs> and the XTC tribute. And, and, and one that we forgot to do when we were supposed to do it. Right. So we started tapping these little recordings, um, on the side, um, to keep ourselves sane. And they didn't even seem like Armoire's songs no. necessarily. Right. They were odd. Yeah. Some, a lot. So those covers. And then Christina started um, uh, to look into our back catalog, our back song catalog. Yeah, I thought, you know, why haven't we ever done this one? Why didn't we finish this one? Let's let's dive back into this one. So, and so you're recording so, all these different things that, yeah. Are, yeah. that are not necessarily what the band is about, right? Right. Not at all. I mean, it's, some of these old songs were things that were like, well, are we going to be a, a rootsier band? Are we going to be a harder-edged band? And and we settled into 
the, I mean, I don't know what we really are. We, it's not like a, um, a set in stone thing, but people think of this as sort of a, you know, sunshine, pop, jangle, jangly. So these were, these were like stuff that you'd maybe put aside because it didn't match that sort of. Yeah, yeah, or they weren't fleshed out. Or they were, um, yeah, there was, some of them were were uh, literally works in progress that we sort of didn't get to as as the other albums. Some of them we didn't know how to arrange them at all right. as they were because we were always thinking live. Yeah, we were always thinking, well, what is this? What is this like? You know, we've got a gig, we've got two gigs next month, um, and what business do we have putting out something that uh, you know we can't perform live? Of all the stuff that we ended up recording. I think there are one and a half new, two and a half new songs. Um, the rest of them were us focusing on recording, which is usually not something we enjoy. Right. Uh, usually we're, you know, we like writing and we like playing live and recording is kind of a chore for us. <laughs> so rather than be, it be about writing, it was, you know, the, the songs that of ours that we worked on for this project um, were uh, old enough that we we love them abstractly, not as like us now, but almost like covers that we like just as much sure. as the John Cale tune that we did or the you know the XTC tune. Um, it was like, well, we don't approach this as anything other than let's do what's best for the song. Okay, so yeah. you started recording all these things, and then which one of you came up with this crazy idea? It was Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, I, uh, you know, it was, it was a very odd and very experimental. I don't want to undersell it as if it's not listenable or anything like that. It's not metal machine music. And we also didn't want it to be like an odds and sods because I don't want anyone to think that we're just like putting out outtakes or anything like that. These are things that we worked on like hell. We really, really did. <laughs> uh, we, we learned a lot. And anyway, so we're kind of like, but what, what is this stuff? You know, we're doing it to keep ourselves sane um, while the pandemic happens, while the, the world and the culture go through these seismic shifts and we're learning to be better business people and stuff like that. Yeah. So then we're like, but let's just put some vocals on this thing, you know, at the end of the day. And what happened was it was maybe the middle of summer and they were starting there were starting to be a lot of them. <laughs> and they were just kind of done for fun. Or they were building up, were they? <laughs> yes, they were. And, and I was like, so are these like singles that we're going to put out? I mean, do the Omars put out random singles during this time? Or And it just suddenly hit me, not to get like Marxist about it, but we control the means of production. You know, we're we're a label. And one of the things that we do as a label is, you know, Every week we put out a, a, a single by a different artist. Right. And some of those are our core artists and some of them are people, uh, from outside the label, like, you know, collaboration with other labels and, and some, so a lot of the singles, some of them are, are familiar to our audience. Some of them are, we're introducing something that we found that we thought our audience would like. And, right. you know, nobody, we, we control this thing, you know, um, and so as long as there's one slot a month, we make up a band. Yeah. That band puts these single that that single out, and then on Big Stir Records. On Big Stir Records, and then that the is what thing. makes Big Stir unique to me is the creative aspect in your marketing as well as the music itself. <laughs> and 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 so okay, so this was the first one. Did you yeah. know at the beginning that this was going to end up being an album, or was it you were just 
doing single after single after single. He, Rex said, I can't believe wouldn't it. it. Wouldn't it be the greatest thing ever if, okay, we put <laughs> this out. This actually happened too. I can't believe this actually happened. We put out a single a month as a fake band with a fake bio. Different fake band every time. Different fake band every time. Press release with a, with fake band members, fake story. They're, they're, one of them's from someplace and the other one's from another place, you know. And by the time we have a full album's worth of songs, we release it on April Fool's Day. So we will go from, I mean, and, and really we did, we did, we did calendar this thing, um, you know, with maybe a third of the songs that are on the record done and, and a bunch more in progress and thinking our way through it. I said, we start in Halloween. We start on Halloween because it's like, you know, masquerade time, dress up, you know, right. that sort of thing. Right. And, uh, and yeah, we just keep going and it's an album's worth of stuff by the time we hit April Fool's Day and then we unmask and reveal ourselves. It was it, like the Scooby-Doo moment. And now, let's, now let's see what you really look like. The final product is the Armoires doing an album called Incognito. That's right. And exactly. you, re- you revealed this on April 1st to yes. the masses. Yeah. And so I want to go down the track listing and find out about these bands. Mm-hmm. These are the bands. Yeah. Christina is displaying. There's a there's a fold out poster that comes with the record um, that has all the original. Oh yeah, because there was original single artwork for all the bands. And you know, the, you know, we each one was a full package. I mean, if it's sta- standing alone, they look like this band from Detroit put this one out, and this band from uh, Maryland put this one out, and one of them's a cartoon band. Love it. Track by track. Love it. Okay, Paris, uh, 1919. We've talked a little bit about that being the seedling to this. Yeah. The that band like- is called October Surprise. What, yes. can you tell- what can you tell me about the band October Surprise? The band October Surprise, um, uh, we, we had the, the election coming up then, um, and uh, everyone always talks about, well, what's going to shift the dynamic uh, in the latter days of a campaign? And that's what was referred to as the October Surprise. I don't think you liked that that much. Well, I wasn't sure about it at first, but I think it's brilliant now. And, and it, <laughs> it has uh, artwork on the front that was done by um, uh, Christina's daughter, Larissa. It's a watercolor of a sort cool. of... You know, a twenties era, perhaps Parisian, uh, and uh, looking woman uh, smoking a cigarette with a cigarette holder. We thought this was kind of like a, a an arty, uh, an artier band than we usually are. You know, um, they're doing a, a John Cale song, which is originally just um, uh, an orchestral arrangement. There's no guitars or drums on the song originally mm-hmm. at all. We kind of did it as like a guided by voices sort of uh, feeling, uh, going off of that lo-fi thing that uh, that, that Steve Culture introduced. Um, right. So much wanting to be seen She 
Now we're now we're in it. There's no back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no going back at this point. So the B side of that was one of your compositions, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. But it it matched the style of the first one, right? Yeah. It felt they feel they feel Euro to me. Yeah. Those ones, you know, um, they seem like a good A and B. Yeah. Okay. So that's track one and two. Yep. Let's move on to track three and four. And four is one of four is one of my favorites on the album because I actually remember the original. But uh, this is D F E, and yes. what does D F E stand for? Well, we can't really say other than oh. delete effing everything. Is yeah. that okay to say? Yeah, you can say that. Okay, cool. that's so, what it yeah. stands for. <laughs> delete effing everything. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and this one, I mean, I think we got. It was one that we wrote at a certain point that uh, um, it, it's, it's a, little, a little bit more of a darker tone than we usually do, and kind of you know sludgier guitars, a little bit of that sort of dark side of Neil Young and Crazy Horse thing, but mm. also you know it sounds kind of like Fleetwood Mac when we're when when we start singing it. So we stuck a little actual Fleetwood Mac <laughs> on the end of it, and at the end of this song, which is about like people taking social media too seriously and right. it seemed to really fit with the um uh the tenor of the times again we're into election season at this point right um and uh we called it sunshine sunshine sludge we pretended that this band was uh, a loose aggregate of uh, <laughs> folks in, uh, in 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 um Detroit right this was a nod okay. to Christina's roots in Detroit and then we yeah at the, at, we got so loose with this at the end of it we were like this kind of sounds like the chain by Fleetwood Mac um so just sing part of that at the end of it you know and actually oh, arrange the harmonies so it great. sounds like Fleetwood Mac singing it and that was i think kind of when we just realized just how loopy and loose we could get with this and how much fun we could have right and the name of that song is i say we take off and nuke the site from orbit yeah. which is a line from aliens the movie aliens oh okay yeah new, it's, it, it, they're talking about um you know destroying the infest the, the the base that's infested by the aliens, but site, uh, as in website, it sounded like a, you know, sometimes we get so sick of social media that we just want to obliterate it. <laughs> right. I say we take off and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. I'm tired of being born this last week of 
right. And the B, the B side was commissioned as part of, um, of one of those covers projects, uh, actually by, that's being overseen by our drummer, John yes. Borak. And right. that is a cover of, um, uh, Yellow, uh, River. Yellow River by Christie. And as we approached that, uh, song, uh, I, I suddenly remembered that my dad had, uh, my dad's band used to play that song. Um, and, uh, and every time I'm working on with my dad on like little archival things for his band, he's like, Oh, I really wish we'd recorded Yellow River, Rex. I tell you, Yellow River, we were so good at that. <laughs> we're halfway through this and I'm like, Oh, this is that song my dad's always talking about. So my dad, who just moved to Florida, uh, uh, contributed some vocals to it. So that's Coach Jim. Oh, that's Brennan, awesome. Um, uh, that's revisiting awesome. his, uh, his, his musical roots. <laughs> Beautiful. Great. I, I love the version. It's not, it's not a complete knockoff of the original. It's your own, your own stuff. It's DFE's own style. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I mean, I, like for that song, I thought it had enough of a country rock vibe that, um, that, you know, me, me throwing my trademark 12 string on it and especially Larissa adding, um, strings to it, uh, just kind of just pushed it just a tiny bit rootsier and it seemed to fit. Right. So long, boy, you can take my place. I've got my papers, I've got my pay. So pack my bags and I'll be on my way to Yellow River. Put my guns down, the war is won. Fill my glass high, the time has come. I'm going back to the place that I love Yellow River
Okay, the next band is the Yes It Is. <laughs> Tell us the about the cartoon band. Oh, that's this is the cartoon. This is the yeah. Archies. This is the yeah, Archies. The Archies. Uh, I mean, we were like, if we're making stuff up, let's tick all of your fantasy boxes, and um, you know. The, the cartoon drawing is done by our friend Champness over in the UK, who does a lot of our work for us. He right. does our magazines and yeah. he's done our last album and EP and. And for, for the, um, for the second time, one of our pets, Christina's dog Goober, is like a member of the band in that sort of Scooby-Doo capacity. Oh, wow. And we just completely, he drew these characters. And it's just like a cartoon band. It looks exactly like something that would have been, you know, on ABC in, you know, 1968 or something like right. that. And, you know, we wrote the press release for this one uh, as if it was a plot synopsis for the episode. You know, the the, the, the band's bickering over which cover they're going to do, and then they end up on the wrong show. And, uh, you know, it, so it was like tune in next, a tune-in next week type thing. And, and these are both covers, right? These are yes. both covers, yeah. The yeah. night I heard a scream. Who did that originally? Twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. And then the other one is uh, Senses Working Overtime. XDC, yeah. XDC, right? And that was a, kind of a hit for them, actually. Yeah, it, yeah, it was, and we were. Well, Christina's. I needed to do that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were. We, we actually missed the boat for Future Man's XDC uh, tribute album. We just didn't get that done because we were so busy touring mostly at the time. But right. we had drum tracks, and and we just started building it up again.
out a single from a cartoon band you'd think people would be like something goofy's going on here but no <laughs> no Rex no, still, still nothing huh nobody's <laughs> questioning any of this nobody's questioning and we send it off to um Sirius XM to go you know in front of Rodney Bingenheimer and he ends up playing this song several times <laughs> this, this single several times and John Borak, our drummer, was listening, and, and uh, he back announced um, the "Yes, it is" and said, "I love that band." Yeah, I love that band. So, love that band. So, like, yeah, and 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 there were also instances of some of these tracks getting on like some indie top ten lists and stuff like that That's as fantastic. the band. So, at this point, they do have a life of their own. Especially, I mean, like, Robbie's never played the Armars as the Armars. The funniest thing is that this is the first time that the Armors have been played on. Sirius XM, but not as the Armour. Yeah, so we're like, as, as a cartoon band. As a cartoon <laughs> band, and at that point we're like, well, we're in it. You know? and, and, and there's four or five more of these going to come out, and um, this becomes part of the story. Someday we'll be talking to Mike Stark about this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you had to long game it, you know? Right. We'll be back with more from Christina and Rex in the armoires on L.A. Radio Sessions. 99.1 KLBP LP, Long Beach Public Radio. If you like Mornings on the Beach and you don't have time to find us, 
at 8 o'clock in the morning. You can find us all over the place. You can find us at 22SMedia.com. BPMBeats1.com. And LA Radio Studio on the LA Radio Studio stream. And on HighDefinitionNews.com. Remember, it's spelled H-I-Definitionnews.com. And the Facebook pages of Mornings on the Beach and 22 West Radio. This is Mike Stark, and we're back with Christina and Rex from the Armoires on L.A. Radio Sessions. <laughs> All right, the next band, Tina and the Tiny Potatoes, yes. doing, doing an Andy Gibb tune. This was released literally on Christina's birthday as a surprise uh, to her, and, oh. um, and it is uh, you know bound for an Andy Gibb uh, tribute collection. Uh, curry Cuts. Yeah. Curry Cuts. Andrew Curry, curry uh, puts, it, puts those together, those compilations. Yeah. Music everywhere 
Jack Rabbit Protector is the name of the song, and it's the Zed Cats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, okay. it's kind of like a cool name for this band because they, they were, this is a sort of a, um, almost a cowpunk band. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, our, Male-female harmonies, when we're doing something like 2020, sound, you know, like a sunshine pop band. But when we're doing, a, you know, a sort of a dark rockabilly thing, we sound like John and Xene, and it sounds like X. Yeah. Right. So we were, and again, we just like, let's make it sound as much like X as we possibly can, you know. Uh, let's double down on these influences. Beautiful. So, and Jackrabbit Protector was about um, somebody we had met. So this this was a pretty true story, too. He's a really large, um, I mean, like, stature-wise, he's very tall and broad. He's a buff dude. He's very buff. Um, and this is a story about when he was in the Army, and somebody was pelting rabbits, and he came over and stood in front of the rabbit, and he said, you're going to go through me. Yeah, he's a big guy with a soft heart that, like, you know, protects the little animal. Thank you. 
great distances and I love this one, awkward city limits. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, there is a thread that runs through this, this record, um, other than just insanity uh, <laughs> about, um, uh, about empathy as a guiding force and, uh, accepting loss, um, and, uh, uh, being, being okay with the way things change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was about, yeah, my last visit to my, my, uh, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that while I was there, uh, on the guitar, my dad's old guitar that I learned to play guitar on. Um, oh, and, wow. and, um, at that point we were, I, you know what? I think one of the reasons why we did it, was that we felt like we were firing on all cylinders. We just like at that point we we thought that these recordings, as diverse as they are, were really good work and yeah. didn't need to um, didn't need to hang together in the traditional sense. Right. Um, so uh, being a song about where I grew up, I sort of like immediately went back to, and when I started playing guitar, I sort of immediately went back to. What song would 16-year-old me have loved or what type right. of thing? And it, and it was that sort of college rock, um, uh, Mitch Easter produced, uh, spooky early REM, let's active, uh, DBs. And I was like, we've already gone down so many different, uh, pathways with the, the sounds. Let's just do, the record that would, you know, would have come out on, on IRS in 1984 for this one.
now we travel great distances. Now we travel great distances alone. We could travel great distances together. If we had only known, we should have traveled great distances. We should have traveled great distances together. Great distances. And now we live at great distances forever. Great distances. Great distances alone. Great distances. As if we could have known. And you were beautiful now. And you'll be beautiful then. And Awkward City Limits, again, Larissa's friend Nate. Um, this That came from um, some music that he had written. And the lyrics um, are about Harvey Picar and his wife, Joyce Bader. The sort of cult comic, uh, The uh, American Splendor, was a, a film that was, okay. that was made about him. But we both remembered him like coming on Letterman and being a really uh, fascinating guest in the uh, the weirder, artier 80s that we actually remember, you know. Yeah, um, and um, I had at one point gotten, um, for a friend, a present from Joyce Brabner. Yeah, of course, Harvey passed. Um, and yes, Harvey. She Twitter. was making these little dolls of his image, uh, sewing them and signing them and sending them out with, you know, a stack of comics and things uh, that he had done. And we were supposed to, and we had done for a little bit, taken this Harvey Picard doll and, and put him on the piano or somewhere near the drums and taken a picture. And, at gigs. Yeah. At gigs, on tour, whatever. Because it, 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 he became like a Flat Stanley sort of cult figure where you would just, anywhere, anyone who got him would take him anywhere in the world and take a photo and send it to Joyce. Yeah. So this song came out of that experience. It did. And, and it also is, um, and we thought it was a very good final tune um, because uh, it was, the main characters modeled loosely on uh, on Harvey and Joyce. They're, they're called in the song Mr. and Mrs. Sisyphus. Um, and the song is uh, largely about uh, um Awkward carrying on with your artistic instincts. Having put the song aside some years about ago and coming back to it, we're like, well, this is kind of us. We're pushing a pushing a boulder through this pandemic, and it's Sledge like sledgehammer. It was yeah, and what, yeah, and again, we're like, you know, we we have this lyric about you know, we hit a brick wall, you need to get a sledgehammer, which is something that we say to each other when we hit uh, difficult points in the business. That means just got to learn a new skill set. You know, what's going to stop you? Um, which, of course, led to a certain point. It's like, well, what, if we, what if we just put the, put the backing vocals from Peter Gabriel's Sledge. Sledgehammer in the middle of the damn song? Oh, the looseness, funny. it seemed like a good uh, summary, yeah.
But don't stop choice, baby Roll on to the awkward Okay, so that closes out the official album, but there are three, count them, three hidden tracks. Yeah. These do not have names associated with them, right? Those are the Armors, I suppose, yeah. Well, I sense from our conversation here that you guys are very proud of this work. We are. <laughs> we are. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, I mean, it, speaks to the fundamental absurdity of rock and roll, mm-hmm. which I just, I just, is something I, I can never let go of is just that like, this is nuts. It's nuts for people our age to be doing it, but it's just fundamentally like a lot of art. It's just absurd. And when we were worrying about it, I just said to Rex, let it be our tusk. Let it, you know. Yeah. As an album, Christina nailed it. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be this big, bright pop bands, weird, experimental, excessive, record that right. still sounds good yeah. um just a lot, a lot less cocaine but yeah and, and and that's absolutely true she was just like she's she came up with that framework for it and i'm like cool cool yeah and and when tusk was released people didn't like it at first but yeah. i think as the years went on people understood that that was a pretty damn good album so. yeah exactly um it, it, it was unexpected from that band at the time. And that's, right. and that's, that's what I threw think. everybody off at the time. So everything you guys do is fun. So <laughs> let's get back. Let's get to the point where how does, how do people get your stuff? Well, they can get it from the website, uh, www.bigsterrecords, all one word, dot com, bigsterrecords.com, uh, Bandcamp, Bigster Records on Bandcamp. Yep. Um, so, um, and, they're, and they're everywhere as well. I mean, those, those are the, the places where, uh, you can fundamentally buy the CDs and, and LPs. Um, if you're into the physical stuff, which you should be, um, digitally not, available everywhere. Yeah. They stream, they, you know, our stuff streams everywhere. It's fully, fully distributed, uh, everywhere, everywhere you, you might look. Um, and for record, record fans, for vinyl fans, you guys do a lot of vinyl as well, right? We have vinyl, yes. Maybe not a massive amount. I mean, maybe one of every three releases has a vinyl component. But we've right. got some that, coming up. We've got some we've got really, really cool coming vinyl up. coming up. Yeah. And we've okay. got a very secret legacy project coming up that we're not ready to announce yet that is off the charts amazing. Um, but if they go to Big Stir Records, they can keep up on it. You guys have a yeah, Facebook follow. page. You and have they, all of the stuff, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram Twitter. Twitter. But the it, the best way is to subscribe to our emailing list on BigStirRecords.com. So we send out a monthly email. That's right. it. Right, and you don't. Um, I'll I'll vouch for you. You don't send out a lot of stuff. You send yeah, out just, just, what, just what's needed. 
Yeah, yeah. we know it, uh, it, it gets um, wearying. You know, we don't want to be uh, big spam records. No, uh, exactly. We'll <laughs> see. But, if, but for folks that want to follow um, the Facebook and, and Twitter feeds, I think in particular, are pretty lively. And a lot of the playful stuff that you were talking about, Mike, um, the little sly hints, and you can see folks and bands from all across the world that have, you know, missed touring together. We, we sort of have our little in-jokes and... Um, uh, I think it's a very welcoming, uh, oh, yeah. welcoming thing to see, you know, um, uh, because it's all, it's all heart and soul. And I mean, I, we really miss being overseas. We know the overseas bands miss being here. So, uh, yeah, we all that'll, that'll change. That'll, that's good. Yeah. Change. yeah, I hope so. <laughs> well, I can't wait to get out, uh, out of this house and see you guys and, and your artists perform live yeah. at, at some events. And that will happen at some point. Yep. Uh, I want to thank you guys for spending the time and remind everybody in, incognito is now available. The armoires as a bunch of other people <laughs> disguised as a bunch of other people. Uh, but it's a great album and everything that they do at Big Stir, there's a lot of heart and a lot of soul put into it. And, uh, I, I love you guys and I, I will, love you. I will, you know, until I fall over. But, uh, I want to thank, so I want to thank, I want to thank you guys for doing this and, uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Mike, thank you so from the much. bottoms of our hearts yeah. and souls. Yeah. Honestly, thank you, thank you. Hearing thank you. stuff like that uh, <laughs> makes yes. us feel like we're doing something right. And we'll do it again real soon, okay? Thank you. Thank we'll you so much. Many thanks to Christina and Rex of Big Stir Records, and thank you for joining us on this edition of L.A. Radio Sessions. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Drop me a note at mike at laradiostudio.com or visit and like the L.A. Radio Sessions Facebook page. Talk to you next week. Stay tuned. More to come.